All right, before we get into today's show, let's tell you about something you can do when the show's not going on, like your evenings, your weekends. I won't tell you how to live, but I can tell you that if you like smoking weed, you should go to Solace Meds. They always have incredible deals every single month. They have four convenient Colorado locations, one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off Broadway, and one just blocks away from us here at the DNVR bar on East Colfax. Here's what you can look forward to in the month of September, the month we're currently in, if you didn't know. Caught America gummies, 25% off. Strains tinctures, 20% off. Rockin' cartridges, 25% off. Glacier cartridges, or concentrates, excuse me, 20% off. There's more. It gets better if you head into any of these locations. You can get a free Solace Bar or King Cone when you mention the DNVR20 code. You get more than that, though, of course. DNVR20 gets you 20% off your entire order. And guess what? You can stack these orders with their monthly orders. Veterans know where to go. I'm talking about Solace Meds. Oh my god. The first watch party? Dude, you've turned the page that far to the watch party? I was just looking at the great video that we have previewing every show, coming into every show, those scenes from the watch parties. You getting the feels right now? I'm getting the feels. Harrison Harrison has two media day (laughs) Zoom calls and he's right back in his feels. I love this about you. What's going on, guys? Welcome into the DNBA show, the DNVR Nuggets podcast. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure to use the code DNVR when you sign up and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. We're over here in Studio B today. I'm Harrison Wynn. I got D-Line to my left, who's yeah, ready to talk about a bunch of pressers that he wasn't on. Dude, B-Team, B-Studio, <laughs> let's go. And yeah. we also got Brendan Vo with us here today. We, we do, over there in the chair number three. The problem is, is that he's not had his smoothie today. He's shrunk down to his normal size. Uh, we didn't, this is like, yeah. you know, breaking in on uh, someone who hasn't put their makeup on. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> this is this is what Brendan's all about. A vote should be joining us momentarily. <laughs> I've heard he's on his way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he, actually. He said he was waiting on an order that was supposed to be ready. He's five minutes away. We didn't have the patience. We started it anyway. Guarantee he's waiting for a smoothie. I was gonna. I was gonna ask you what you thought the order was. What do you mean? What do I think the order is? I. <laughs> can you imagine? What if? Let's. Uh, what is the field? What What is any other item that he could have been? Yeah, it's for? green smoothie or the field, and green smoothie is like minus five hundred. Oh my God, dude. I can't, I'm literally considering all other things in the world that you could ingest. Yeah. I can't take any of them. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's nothing. Um, well, yeah. Vote should be in here uh, shortly, but we got a really actually <laughs> packed show today. Um, we're going to start by talking about an article that friend of the show, Christian Clark dropped this morning about what? the dumpster fire going on in New Orleans with the Pelicans. So we'll start there. And then we'll get into what Nikola Jokic, PJ Dozier, PJ Dozier, Marcus Howard, and Peter Cornelly had to say today. What PC? PC of whiteboard fame? <laughs> yes, PC. Uh, very interesting. Very interesting. I'm for interested Peter to hear. I'm the, everybody that's watching this is going to hear what you're saying about this call for the first time as me, like at the same time right. as me. I don't. I walked by in the background. Um, I'm not fit i'm not zoom fit i'm not able to be part of the zoom calls right so i just kind of walk around in the background i catch a word or two and then i get like excited yeah um, so i'm ex- listen I, I can't wait to hear what happens yeah 
So we'll get to that in a second. Um, I wanted to start with this this Pelicans news, though, because this is kind of a bombshell that, what? like I said, our buddy Christian Clark dropped. Um, the headline is David Griffin's two-and-a-half-year run in New Orleans has been turbulent. He's fired two head coaches, and he's failed to form a solid relationship with his most important player, uh, not Lonzo Ball, Zion Williamson. Oh, my God. Um, so there's a lot in here. I would encourage you guys to read it. I would encourage you guys to kind of sink your teeth into it. But there's a couple great details that I wanted to, to get your take on. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Let's, what is it? What is it? Let's see. Let's see. What is it? Is it the field? Wow. Did you not? You weren't waiting for a green smoothie? I was. Yeah! Oh, it's <laughs> we in took, a coffee cup. The bet now. was, the bet was, That's is vote waiting though. for a green smoothie or Brennan. any other item on earth? Brennan, you're sitting on a gnome that was oh, yeah, yeah, sitting yeah. in place for the you. The disrespect. <laughs> Please put it back on the set. wore it better. <laughs> this <laughs> is going to be terrible karma for the season. If the Nuggets have a bad season, I'm blaming that. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. I take half responsibility for this at most. Same way I come to work every day. I put an order in. I pick it up. But guess what? It wasn't done. What do I do? Do I walk away from my order? Well, you, you know, were, vote. This is a why cl- classic you, yeah, catch You shouldn't be relying on other people. That's that's Yeah, that's the, the lesson here is that everyone is bad. Life is no good. Uh, you're yeah. in it for yourself. That's and, right. Uh, and this train doesn't wait for anybody. To answer that question, <laughs> it was worth the wait. It's a good smoothie. Oh, let's go. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we were just getting into the, uh, the article that Christian dropped this morning on the new Orleans Pelicans. Here's some of the incredible details from it during the Pelicans bubble stay. David Griffin asked to meet with Zion Williamson and then played the piano for him. What? (laughs) Wait, David Griffin played the piano for Zion. Yeah. So did, were they on a date? I mean, (laughs) close to it. It seems like it was a one-on-one type deal. I'll tell you what, I'm not playing music for either of you, even just from my Spotify account. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Zeke Naji played the piano for his teammates in the bubble. I remember Uh, that. Does he play piano? (laughs) Does he play basketball? It's a better question. Yeah, but I feel like it's a little different when, uh, like, your president of basketball operations plays it in an attempt to bond and grow closer with you. (laughs) I'm loving this, uh, this coming to fruition image we have here of David Griffin. Turns out... Is he a great GM? Nope. Just had LeBron. Might actually be a blathering fool just playing the piano for people. Yeah, well, Adam has no clue. In the comments here, Adam Mayers says, what song do you think that he That was going to be my next question. What song do you think he played? Chopsticks. Just went straight <laughs> chopsticks, dude. Uh, Nobody heart, has a- heart and soul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, piano man from the heart. Soft belt cross bu- or hot cross buns. Yeah. Uh, cross jingle bun. bells. <laughs> hey, like, Zion, check this out. It's <laughs> like... Listen, I've got a whole pitch of why I think you should come to New Orleans, why you should resign, but I'll let the music do the talking. Black keys only. Yeah. yeah. Here, here's a couple more details. Apparently, uh, Griffin said this to a New Orleans staffer. Quote, I give Alvin all the answers to the test, and he still fails. <laughs> That reminds me of, uh, well, me, frankly. I was going to say myself. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Although nobody gave me the answers. I just acquired them from others. Yeah. Uh, the low point of the season came in April when the Pelicans led the New York Knicks by three points with 7.8 seconds remaining. Eric Bledsoe let Derrick Rose drive to the basket uh, when I believe they were supposed to foul. And Bledsoe admitted after, quote, he wasn't paying attention. 
<laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Eric Bledsoe the, the balls should, on Eric Bledsoe to just admit that. Though. I was going to say, though, he should pivot to just, like, forget the don't want to be here. Yeah, I was yeah. at a salon. Yeah. Bledsoe should be the guy that tells us precisely what he's thinking at all moments. Yeah. Oh, big time. He, he actually, yeah, actually kind of has. Kind of has, yeah. yeah. It's a good brand for him. It is a good brand. Yeah. The, I, the, the I, do, I didn't care. I didn't care. <laughs> like, I don't like basketball. I yeah, don't know how else to make this anymore. A lot of money, though. <laughs> yeah, you think if he said that, he would still get votes for six man of the year? <laughs> yeah, well, he's yes. on the board. He's I do. on the board. I do, actually. <laughs> uh, the final little tidbit I've got here, and this is the best one. There apparently was a nickname for David Griffin oh, uh, that got I bet started in a group text of just some team staff. I bet it's complimentary. Is it? Uh, does it invoke the word Kraus? Griff Kraus, <laughs> of course, you know, throwing a little uh, a little note to Jerry Kraus, the GM of the Bulls during the last dance. Can I just tell you, I, I didn't read that. I didn't know that. That yeah. was uh, that just. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I just, <laughs> if you're going to insult any executive from this point on, any general manager, you, all you do is now have to invoke the word Kraus. Yeah. Uh, do you guys think people were trying to get on the horn with Griffin for Lonzo trades and Griffin was just playing the piano. Like wouldn't stop. Like, no, David, David, two first route. Jesus. Yeah. Just hang up. I do think that's, that, yeah, that's, I think, that's I what I think choose that's to believe. So he, here's what I hear about what David Griffin is like. Um, he's a big talker, but then doesn't back it up. If you ever listen to a David Griffin press conference, there's big words, there's metaphors, there's similes, there's analogies. Wow. There's all this wordplay, and it sounds amazing, but there's actually no substance to it. And, Tough. you know, like reading these things, honestly, like it's, it's not surprising to me, at least if you heard a little bit about what was going on in New Orleans. But I, I kind of want to bring this back to the comparison of how David Griffin seems to operate compared to how Tim Connolly in mm-hmm. Denver seems to operate. And kind of like what I was just saying, a David Griffin press conference is like, it's a novel. It's like got a beginning, a middle and an end with all, all these big words. And it seems like he's trying to sound like the smartest guy in the room, a Tim Connolly presser. And I think both of these are pretty indicative of how both these guys do their jobs. A Tim Connolly presser is straightforward. He kind of just tells you like it is. Um, he's not trying to impress anybody. And it's no secret that it seems like both organizations are run or have been kind of running both those guys images, you know? Yeah, it's true. Like, you got to wonder, though, something like this comes out, it is very early in his tenure, and it just makes me think of the Tim Connolly hit piece that came out, the infamous uh, image of Rocky being surrounded by sharks, talking about how Tim Connolly was completely over his head, he was totally incompetent. You know, sometimes you got to hit your stride a little bit. I mean, it's funny because thinking about the Pelicans in the last two years, I just immediately think about their draft room erupting when they got the number one pick right on the lottery night and then like all of the moves that happened like right thereafter he started stockpiling all of those draft picks and man it has really not <laughs> like followed the path that i thought it was going to and clearly they thought it was going to like immediately when that happened and griffin's become a very public facing president of basketball operations now whether that's the lebron connection 
his personality. It's all very like out there, right? If you close your eyes and imagine a Pelicans presser, despite how bad the team is, this is happening like on NBA TV, right? Yeah. Whereas a Tim Connolly presser, it feels like, well, it's just the four or five of us it's talking to Tim on, on a call. It's happening on <laughs> right. Facebook and Live as long as he hits start on right. his phone. Tim, Tim's like Tim's like on his phone vertical. That's what I mean. It, like it only yeah. it only appears on Facebook Live if he himself start like starts right. it. Like and the Pelicans have like a whole HD 4K camera, <laughs> all the lights, all that kind of stuff. And I think both in life and in basketball, there's more to flying under the radar than yes. some people are willing to sort of accept or operate under. And, you know, from the Nuggets, from Jokic to Tim, you know, pretty much on down, a couple of exceptions throughout that roster, it's guys that are comfortable flying under the radar. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you notice, even if there are little strains or threads of tension within Denver, it's never a story like this. And I think the lack of attention, which sometimes we bemoan as Nuggets fans, is something that actually aids this team and how they go about their days day to day. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I think where this story's probably heading is it was clear reading it that David Griffin and Zion Williamson don't have a good relationship. Yeah. And to maybe save face with Zion, they're probably going to have to just part ways with David Griffin. That that seems to me where oh, where man. this is heading. Zion is already like hitting the LeBron zone, where he's just yeah. like bending teams to his will. That sucks. By the <laughs> way, per Woj and Adam Mara's in the chat. Minnesota oh. has dismissed their GM before their season. Gerson Rosas just got fired. He's out. Yep. What? <laughs> Oh my God! Are you serious? Right before the season, this is what happens when you tie your future to D'Angelo Russell. I've been trying to tell Uh, you for months, dude. D'Lo catching nothing but strays on this podcast all the time. Wow, man, that's crazy. Yeah. This does seem like a, a strange time to do it. It seems like you'd want to... Right before you're about to trade for Ben Simmons. Well, that... And it seems... Well, maybe, yeah. maybe, and maybe after your off-season's passed. Well, yeah. It seems like yeah. you want to like replace the guy so you can be like, draft the guys he want. Like, not just be like, well, he did all this stuff. Dude. Like, They pretty much let him trade that roster into exactly what he wanted and then and fired then him, him before... D'Angelo Russell and Carl Towns played more than like 20 games together. <laughs> now, listen, fellas, I'm not super plugged into the Minnesota scene. Could this have anything to do with ownership changing hands? I mean, I don't know if that type of decision making power is already. I, let's, I let's, don't know. Let, I don't know. Let's how speculate wild. I mean, usually I, <laughs> when, when a team does change ownership, yes, a, a new owner likes to make a big splash, likes to make a big statement, um, like Ryan Saunders with the Jazz firing. Uh, Dennis Lindsay, was it? Where they, they fired whoever their president was. They brought in D Wade. So yeah, but I don't think A Rod and Mark Lori have hundred percent taken over. Right. Yet. That's right. I don't know where they're at in the transition yeah. of power. So just just spitballing because it's yeah. So what if that's wild? Is um, this is an A Rod. Calvin Booth might be a contender for that job. Just throw that out there. Oh wow, wind chime. The H, bro. Yeah. Come on, bro. Um. So that's interesting. There's a new GM job open. Um, the other note I had here before we're going to get to, uh, the pressers, we're going to get to what Nicola had to say, what PJ Dozier, Marcus Howard, Peter Cornelly had to say, uh, in a second, the other news I had here, Stephen A. Smith came in with a, a bomb of his own today, a little chime of his own. Apparently he heard that the Nets wanted to trade Kyrie Irving for Ben Simmons, but Ke- Kevin Durant nixed it. Wow. 
Let me think. Let me process what you just said. Kyrie Irving <laughs> for Ben Simmons. I think just straight up. Stephen A. reported this today. He had heard the Nets want to do that trade, but Kevin Durant did not. How do we approach Stephen A. reports in 2021? I honestly don't, Jenny, because we know what he does on TV, and he's the best at it. When he reports, is he reporting with his reporter hat on, or is he look at me in the ESPN studios? You know, he doesn't report this stuff like every day. Right. So I would have to think somebody told him this. Like, it's not he like he's just reporting this out of thin air. No, he definitely got tipped off about it at some or something like this at some point. But what? But what does this mean? Like, is this like somebody had an idea and they like just floated it up, and then later on they were like, "Yeah, oh, we thought about maybe making that swap." We just t- talked to KD about it. He didn't think it was a good idea. That was the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> probably like they're KD like, nixed it. They're like, get Stephen A. on the phone. <laughs> well, I also saw Nick Wright reporting. Oh, dope! I can't wait to hear this. Kyrie, Kyrie Irving's agents have told the team if he's. If they're to trade him, Kyrie will simply retire from basketball. Dope. So again, a do couple it. of TV guys. Do it. <laughs> do it. Giving us the big scoop. Uh, so we'll is, see. I'm still just riled up over this Gershon Rosas firing. This is a, a Glenn Taylor parting gift as he's given up control of the team. <laughs> I'll check Dane, Dane Moore's Twitter timeline. Um, let's hit a break. A little bit of an early break, but we got a lot more to oh, get to on uh, today's show. Uh, we, we spoke with the MVP of the NBA today, uh, Nikola Jokic. We spoke with some other guys. Uh, so we'll get to that on the other side. Do you want me to take this? No, I got it. I think Are I got sure? it. Well, I got to make up for those first five minutes. Right. I think I did give you guys an opening bit. So you're welcome. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. We, we quickly pivot. We knew that you weren't going to make it. We talked briefly about waiting, and then we decided this train waits for no man. That's right. And then we immediately got the bit Unless of it's putting a little gnome in in your spot Great and idea. saying that until you drink your smoothies, this is what you look like. I like that. That is true, actually. <laughs> I do wake up that way in the morning. First sip of kale and apple. Bam. <laughs> full-sized, <laughs> Brendan. Yeah, it's like uh, a, the Mario mushroom. <laughs> you know what is full-sized? Uh-oh. This, mem- this better not be a manscaped It's not a manscaped read. <laughs> it's the member beers. When you come on down to the DNVR bar on Colfax in New York, by the way, you should be doing that on the weekends. Let me tell you why. Obviously, football season, duh. We're open at 10 a.m., but more specifically, on Sundays at 10 a.m., come to the bar, watch the tailgate, and pregame your party bus ride to the actual official DNVR tailgate. This sounds pretty rad. This is awesome. I'm going to be there every week. We're doing fan vote, so Bronco style, if you want to be on that, come find me. We'll have some drinks together. We'll laugh it up, and I will make fun of you on the internet. Uh, Another thing you can enjoy at Breckenridge, at the DNVR bar, is Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. We sell their seltzers. We sell their beer. We got the goodness on tap. You're not sure where else to find it. Might I suggest the Brett Beer Locator. You tell it where where you live, what you're looking for. It tells you where to go. How neat is that? Mm-hmm. The farmhouse is open, socially distanced, beautifully set up for outside dining. You can still order curbside pickup as well from 12 to 8 p.m. Hey, if you're thinking about the curbside pickup, make sure you use code DNVR to save $5 when you call 303-803-1380 from 12 to 8 p.m. Breckenridge Brewery, it's damn good beer and damn good seltzers as well. Eric? What? Don't worry. 
It is Wednesday, which means... Oh, God. It's hump day? What, guess what day it is? Autumn is in the air. Uh-huh. The pumpkins are in the patch. Sure. Oh. And our friends at Manscaped are here to make Let's sure you go. don't carve your pants pumpkins when you're grooming, if you know what I'm saying. I actually don't, but is this is about testicle shaving. Make sure you're keeping <laughs> things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and their brand new fourth generation performance package. Boys, fellas, get ready for a cuffing season like no other. Are you ready to take the leap into fall with Manscaped? Join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping. Do they just give that to everyone? No, you got to use code DNVR. You're yeah, welcome. Bro. Guys, don't neglect this. Men's grooming, it's important. I think the reason a lot of us do, if you do, is because you don't have the right tools for the job. That's what Manscaped for. Check them out. Use code DNVR. Always an adventure. Uh, DraftKings pick of the week. I'm taking the Broncos minus 10.5 points against the Jets on Sunday. Uh, sign up for the tailgate. Sign up for the bus to the tailgate as well find all that info on the dnvr twitter page it's gonna be a great time uh pick of the week yes broncos to cover the yeah, spread yeah, yeah. and beat the jets or alternatively take every Cortland sutton prop Cortland sutton looked great he's back week. baby he looked great he's back all right let's get on with it welcome back to the dnba show presented by DraftKings sportsbook use code burr, burr, burr. when you <laughs> sign up and time. download the DraftKings sportsbook app let's get right to the chase guys nicole Jokic spoke today first time he's Spoke with the media, you know, since coming back to Denver. Vote. I'll go to you first, man. Do you have a, a big takeaway from talking to the MVP today? Oh, that felt like uh, old school yoke. I felt like um, candid off the cuff, looked preemptively burnt out by everything that's coming his way. But I, let me say, let me, let me, what's the opposite of a preface? I'll follow that up by saying, you know, I don't. I no longer really worry about the results of where Jokic is at with his mercurial kind of. Where's his head at? Does he feel like doing this? Because I've stopped myself and realized, like, like it doesn't matter. They just win the games anyway, and then eventually he looks happy, and then everything's great. So, on one hand, I thought it, it didn't exactly seem like he was beaming and radiant and ready for the season to start. On the other, he's got a lot going on, a lot on his plate. It's, it's not too far off what I expected. Yeah. That was kind of along the lines of my biggest takeaway. Look, right off the bat, he was asked what the highlight of his summer was. And he says, well, I'm going to have a kid. So that's the highlight of my summer, probably the highlight of my life. Uh, so he revealed that right off the bat. And it, it was clear, you know, him talking about that, just how excited he is for that to happen. He also revealed that, like we've talked about on the show a little bit, or we've hinted at, that's really the reason he was back in Denver so early. Yep. Uh, for his wife to come back here because I think the baby's supposed to come sometime soon. So that's why he was back in Denver early. But probably my biggest takeaway from, from what he had to say and the fact that he's having a kid is, like, that's a lot, man. Mm -hmm. that, that's a lot for a guy who's going to have so much on his shoulders responsibility-wise on the basketball side of things uh, to then just kind of flip it over and you have all that responsibility for your first kid. Um, so I, I just think there's going to be a lot on Nikola Jokic this season, on the court and off the court. And I feel like you could kind of tell that in his tone today. Yeah. I didn't think he looked excited for the season yeah, to start. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like yeah. PJ Dozier, you could tell, is very excited for the season to start. Uh, Marcus Howard, very excited for the season to start. Nikola Jokic, probably not. No surprise, but I definitely think a reason is because... He's just got a lot weighing on him, you know? Also, 
sorry, I don't know if you had any. I, I just, when we say the season to start, I don't think for Jokic, it's the, we're not talking about the basketball part, the being on the court playing the game of basketball with his right. teammates. <laughs> I think he's game for that day in, day in, day out. But a lot of it is is just this, talking to yeah. us. I mean, he got hit with like three fatherhood questions right off the bat. And if I could, I'm not sure I could conceive of any less excited human being to answer public questions about his incoming child than Jokic. Like, that's just not his speed. But, but he did seem genuinely really excited. Excited about, about the child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. sorry, to be clear. But talk, <laughs> talking to us about it, right? I mean, who, yeah, like, right. who are we? You, we'll get to this in a second because it was a big part of his presser, but... You know, Jokic is not one of those guys who understands why we're curious about his life and who he is and the kind of person he is outside of the kind of player that he is. Yeah. So when I say maybe he didn't look thrilled for some, I really mean that stuff, the circus, as he's called it yeah. in the past. Eric, are you concerned at all that Nikola Jokic is not just chomping at the bit to play <laughs> regular season game number one of 82? And get this thing going. Uh, yeah, big time. The alarm bells are going off in my head big time right now. No, I mean, give me a break. Like, he's been, <laughs> like, this is Jokic. And uh, the thing is, I mean, you know, like, I'm sure that uh, it's like when you're in a heavy workout routine and you, like, you get to the point where you're like, all right, another set's coming up. Like, I don't want to do this, but mm -hmm. I will do this. To and complete like you the workout. It, yeah, you bet you just do it and you're if you're anything like me, you do it incredibly. You're awesome. You just dominate the rest of the field. Uh that's what Jokic <laughs> is like with basketball. Like it doesn't really matter what yeah. his how he's feeling. Like and it's like you said, vote, I mean the him playing basketball and his sort of like attitude and the way that he addresses everything else around it like those two have no relationship to one another and maybe they once did i mean i don't want to there was uh, there was that game in memphis where he literally didn't yeah. shoot the ball out yeah, of protest yeah, yeah. but i do think i think we've turned that corner uh, for sure yeah for sure i just uh as, as uh as harrison says i think this is like more about like just the weight of expectation he sort of realizes who he is um and you know again like the constant just curiosity about who he, who the top human actually is. Mm -hmm. I, you know, for somebody who like absolutely does not want that. I mean, I'm sure that it just weighs on him. I'm, I'm sure that his demeanor is much different when he's on the basketball court than it is when he's on a zoom call with you guys. But like, if you're <laughs> exactly. And if you're listening to this, rolling your eyes going, he's going to be fine guys. Like I'm with you. Well, with yeah, you. he's going to be fine. Yeah, <laughs> totally. He's going to be absolutely fine. I think, I just think, you know, this regular season for the nuggets is, it could kind of just be a slog. It, it, it could just, like we were talking about on on yesterday's show, it could just drag a little bit. <laughs> so it could be split up by a midseason tournament. That'd be nice. <laughs> I just don't get it. Like, for me, it's never a slog. It's only a slog if your team sucks. Yeah. Like, if your team is good and you have a chance to win every game, I'm like... Oh yeah, I'm like it's a Tuesday in the middle of January. Yeah. Let's go Nuggets! And then, but if it's like it's a Tuesday in the middle of January, and we're like, I'm like already using the draft lottery every day to see like where we could possibly up, end up in the draft. That's a drag. But yeah. like winning basketball, I'll take it every goddamn day that of the year. Yeah. I'm, I'm just talking about with with Jokic for though, sure because I, look, go ahead, yeah. Um, he played in all 72 games last year, played in the playoffs, carried the team on his back. He, he said today that uh, – I, I, we'll get to this in a second, but I, I don't think he's going to play all 82 games yeah. this year. No, uh, he better not, yeah, frankly. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um, but 
you know, he's going to have to carry this team a lar- for a large chunk of this season by himself from night one through whenever, you know, Jamal Murray gets back. And even then, probably when Jamal Murray gets back too, and he's got the kid. So I- I'm just curious to see how his kind of demeanor is, sure. how his mood is throughout the year, because I won't blame him if no. he's in a pissy mood you know yes any any of us would be and i think it's a more than reasonable question i do i just i guess i wanted to just follow it up like we're not trying to make a problem where there isn't one yeah yeah i mean it it is funny because the last time Jokic was playing basketball he was trying to single-handedly carry the nuggets in through a second playoff series i'm Mm -hmm. sure he's like a little bit like Oh man! This totally. Again, like, it's like here we go again. Here we go here again. We go again. Yeah, Starting yeah, yeah, up yeah. again. Yeah. He he had a quote today where he was asked where your head's at, and he said <laughs> some Brazilian mantra that Felipe, the Nugget strength coach, has told him about it somewhere between the ground and the sky. Okay. All right. It was like I yeah, can get it's with somewhere it. <laughs> above the ground but below the sky. Okay. Like that was the tone of, of the entire. It sounds like uh, just like he's saying he's being present. Nicola yeah. is being present. Yeah. It was, it was actually a very insightful answer that was hilariously uh, muddied by a double language barrier. <laughs> Him giving us the English translation of a Brazilian. Oh, yeah. The English trans- expression. A, a Serbian giving the English yeah. translation of a Brazilian phrase. Yeah. I, lo- I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, something he was happy to talk about was what he did this off season back in Serbia, of course, hung out with his horses a lot. And this was the money quote from the presser. I think Kale's got it there if he wants to bring it up, but it, the connection with Jokic and his horses, we talk about it a couple times, you know, throughout the year when it comes up, but, um, it's pretty special, man. And you, his tone totally shifts whenever he's asked about it. Yep. Just the smile comes on his face. And this was actually part of a much longer quote, which uh, we'll probably tweet out or you'll be able to find once the Nuggets post uh, the video of what he had to say today. But um, this was the tail end of it. (laughs) He, he, before this, he pretty much said like, when I'm done playing basketball, he, he he actually was pretty candid in this. He said, "When I'm done playing basketball, I want to go hang out with my horses." That's what he wants and to I, do, and I want my kids today, to the, like after he plays basketball today. Right? <laughs> if it was up to him, I bet. <laughs> yeah. and, and he wants his kids, if he has more than one, to hang out and grow up around horses. I'm guessing in Serbia once he's done playing, and um, and then he kind of went to this. I like the smell of them. The best feeling ever is when you feed them. The sound of them eating in the stable is the best sound you can ever hear. It's just something that I think just a horseman can feel. When Ryan Koningsberg heard this quote and then immediately related to me, we laughed for uh, I, 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 we, I just, we never stopped laughing and was, we were like, it was a solid 60 seconds. Yeah, which we're doesn't like, sound so long, but for laughing, it was a great time. Yeah. We were like, yo, does the, MVP of the NBA consider himself first and foremost to be a horseman? First of all, yes. <laughs> Second of all, let's just address it. I'm just going to say what everyone's thinking. Stables, horses, I like the smell of them. Horse shit. We are talking about mounds and mounds of horse shit. And he loves it. And Yoke walks in there and he goes, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I love the smell of horses in the morning. This was a more serious note. Remember, remember that Serbian documentary on Jokic was up on YouTube oh, briefly. Yeah. I'm not sure if it still is, but he said, 
you know, his horse, his brothers like horses, but not like he does. And I think he's talked about this as almost what I think he perceives as an innate connection. Um, you are either a horseman or you're not, I think, in Jokic's eyes. Of course. And he was he was born with it. And so I think he did a great job articulating it today, but it's also like watching someone try to articulate, like, I don't know, like, why are you the way that you are? Do I you hear think, that all the time. Yeah. Do you think a horseman is like a hooper? I was just going to say, do we have to go now? <laughs> Basketball player, hooper, or horseman? Well, there's got to be another option for horseman. <laughs> If you, you're either a horseman or a, a rider. A horseman is a guy who is just, you know, a hooper. You know, he just grew yeah, yeah. up around horses. He's got, he's got an innate feel. Or you're a rider. You wear the yeah. boots. A, a rider, instructed. you know, you you just kind of learn learn the game. You know, you didn't, you weren't born into oh, it. I hate that you beat me to that. I wanted to make a hooper horseman joke so oh, bad. Boy. Oh, that's so Nikola Jokic? Nikola Jokic. Dude. I just can't like I've never I've never heard Nikola Jokic refer to himself as a basketball player. Yeah. I today heard him refer to himself as a horseman. He thinks of himself first and foremost as a horseman. It's yeah. the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, <laughs> or horseman gets paid. Uh, <laughs> horseman gets paid. Dude. <laughs> oh, oh that's so great. That's great. Uh, on a serious note. This was something substantial, I thought, that came out of the presser that I just kind of alluded to. It doesn't sound like he's going to try to play 82 games. Yeah. Um, he, he was asked about it, and this was a good question. I'm glad we got to this. He, he was asked, you know, you played 72 last year. Obviously, it's been such a truncated schedule. And he said, I trust the medical staff and the trainers. I think it's a smart thing to do, kind of talking about resting, load management, and he talked about how many players get injured, and he said he would rather miss the game than be injured. Now, Nicole Jokic never gets injured. That's one thing. Yep. Um, but it does sound like he's probably not going to try to play all 82 games next season. What do you think about that? Uh, he better not. Like, Nikola, Nikola, do not play all 82 games next season, please. Take some time with your horses. Let's not get to the playoffs where we're like, well, um, I mean, I know that Serbians don't rest, and there's a big, uh, there's like a whole thing about this. But man, you, it like, even you started to wear down as the playoffs went on. Like, oh, you sure. the low. I wore down. I you wore down. Vote we, wore down. Dude, Everybody wore down. We, we were worn down. So like we, I mean, you've already got the MVP award. Like, just let's think about the next like, like basketball team step. Let's yeah. let's win a championship. He also but, had, yeah. What oh, do you think ahead. about him not, probably not playing eighty two? Um, I mean, I think it's the right call. It sounds like his perspective on this has changed. It was his, my understanding, and based as as Malone and he told us, it was really his idea last year. No, I really want to play every game. So he did. He did allude to trusting the medical staff, his group of trainers, the people in his corner, and what was his quote? I'd rather sit one night than than miss due to injury. I'd rather miss the game than be injured. Than be injured. So I feel the same way as a fan of the Nuggets. I'd rather yeah. he rest one night than be injured. I it sounds like he'll be less resistant to it than he seemingly was last year. Yeah. That was my takeaway. Like, yes, this is a good thing. Uh, I think it's good that he's not going to try to play every game. If he got 
you know, worn out last year, 72 game season with Jamal Murray for most of it. He's definitely going to get worn out this year if he has to play every game without Jamal Murray for a lot of it. Um, it's the right call. But yeah, it seems like he is pretty receptive to it, at least right now. At least now, right. Yeah. We'll see what happens if the Nuggets start one and four and uh, and suddenly Michael Malone is his temper's running hot and, you know, there's just kind of that like understanding oh, we need to win games. Oh man. I would hope Denver keeps the long view then. Um, but that that was the takeaway today. It seems like Jokic is pretty receptive of probably not trying to play in every game this year. And I agree with you. Last year, it was him wanting to play in every game. That was a big thing for him. I really feel like it's a sense of pride oh, yeah. that he's one of the rare superstars that does play in every game. I, I think he just looks at it pretty simply like this is what they're paying me to do. I'm under a contract for this team. I'm working. I'm going to show up to work every day and work as hard as I can. I really think that's as simple as he looks at it. A hundred percent. I think this should be music to, to Nuggets fans ears. I also think it's not going to happen as much as it's been talked about. Like he probably will sit some games. You know, you look at the schedule, you find your, you know, particularly troublesome travel days or, or disadvantage, you know, on the rest aspect of the schedule and you go, okay, it's a good night for him to sit. But I bet you it it's it doesn't add up to that many games in the end. Probably and, and our perception of this is Jokic playing night in, night out. Michael Malone earlier this summer, right after the season ended actually, said five to ten games. Total. Yeah. Uh, my guess is it's closer to five than ten. Hmm. Yeah. Let's say eight. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. You think he sits half a game? I do. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Something else that Nicola said today, um, just talking about kind of his routine coming back to Denver. He's obviously in great shape. He said, I really like this quote. I found the recipe and now I'm just sticking to it. It's the same as last year. So hopefully it will be the same as last year. Love it. <laughs> it's so simple, isn't it? Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. But that was kind of his tone today. Yeah. He was like, um, are we going to be good? I don't know. We could be bad. <laughs> well, you know, that, I could have an MVP year. I could have a really bad year. We, we glossed right over it, but that expression he shared about where his head's at was genuinely revealing and insightful. Y- Jokic is a one-day, one-hour-at-a-time fella. And he the big-picture stuff, I think today he, talk, he was asked about winning a championship as a goal, something everyone has echoed enthusiastically on this team for two, three seasons now. Mm-hmm. And Jokic pushed back today. He said, look, that's been what we've been saying for seven years. Like, of course, we want to win a championship. Everyone wants to win a championship. But there are always these little boxes you check along the way. Yeah. And Steps. and and that's Jokic. Even when asked to give the big picture perspective, he struggles to move beyond. His focus is on the next task. Yeah. And, and I really think that's how he operates in and outside of the game. I mean, that's legitimately the only way to be successful in a massive undertaking, like an mm-hmm. NBA season trying to win a championship. But this is like the media day. So, you know, let's give us a little long view, bro. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that's the thing, though. That's Jokic's answer. That's him answering that question. It's true. As true to himself it's as true. he can. It's, yeah. it's very true. <laughs> He was asked a question. This was the last question of the presser. Um, did, you, you were on for this vote. The last question of the presser, he was asked if he hoped his MVP increased his yes. celebrity. And I don't know if this was a sarcastic question or not, um, but it was hilarious. 
listening to Jokic answer that. And he had a couple great quotes. He said, it's not really fun being a celebrity, I think. And then his other one was, um, let me find it here. His other one was, I'd rather nobody know me than everybody know me. I thought that was great. A hundred percent. It's all about privacy for him. And this goes back to what I was saying at, at the top of the show or the top of this segment. He doesn't get it, right? Like he's, I think he understands now that he whips ass at basketball. Yeah. But, but like why we want to know anything else uh, uh, about this dude, treat him as a celebrity. Uh, it literally elicits laughter. I mean, he laughed that, that question off. Yeah. Uh, and I just think he, yeah, this, why, why, I don't want you guys to know me and and more to the point, why do you want to? Which obviously as fans, we all crave that connection, but certainly understand his perspective if you try to put yourself in his shoes. I just got a text that Big um, shoes, by the way. that Jimmy Butler replied WTF to the No, it was let's bring it up, Kale. It was uh Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, it was Carl Towns. Yeah, I got was gonna... I got bad info. Kale's, Kale's got us ready to go. It was Carl Towns. Let's go live to Minnesota for a reaction. Let's go live to Twitter. And what does Twitter say? What the F? What the Faku? Ellipses. Oh I still can't believe that. Well, it sounds like everyone's on the same page over there. <laughs> Man, is there anything better than looking at franchises in disrepair just looking down on them and just laughing the timberwolves man and this is the first thing i thought of i swear to god since game 82 it's crazy how the nuggets and timberwolves have gone in complete opposite directions it is unreal except for the timberwolves actually making the playoffs (laughs) they made they made the playoffs and then they went downhill well and they mean this is the the timberwolves will now forever be the classic story the cautionary tale of what it is to skip steps and to bring in somebody that you think is going to transform your entire franchise and they don't actually want to be a part of it jimmy butler uh not only leaves he emasculates everybody on the squad before he goes (laughs) like he he's rumored to like be romantically involved with some of their partners like and then he just like leaves the team completely implodes and uh, then he opens a uh, big face coffee and uh, everything is uh, yeah. has gone great for jimmy but like it's it, it really is funny like to it's you crazy. know all of the, the the times that we've sort of sat through this process of what it is to build an nba team and what it is to like you know, set forth a plan and actually watch it grow and watch it turn into something. And like all of the questions you have to field in the middle of that, like, mm-hmm. man, why are we, you know, like, why don't we get Jimmy Butler? Like, why are we trading all of our first round draft picks to get Bradley Beal yeah. and stuff? Where you're like, bro, like, I know what you're thinking of. You're thinking of like this next season and that's a good player. We should get that player. But like Thanks, not having the view of this longer storyline that the Nuggets are part of and just like mm-hmm. basketball is part of is, um, you know, that's like what plagues people who yeah. do not watch this game. They, I, I would recall them casuals. I'm, I'm curious <laughs> about the crossover, too, of folks who bemoan those lack of moves only to then get mad when they extended the guy they finally oh, did course. trade for. But you know what I don't need to do is fight with straw men. Kale just reminded me reads were coming up. I needed that yeah, reminder. We're going we're gonna to uh, okay. hit a break. We got three more media Zoom sessions to discuss. PJ Dozier talked today. And the two two-way guys, Marcus Howard and Peter Cornley, will tell you what they had to say right after this. <laughs> Stay tuned. After the break. Vote. Oh, is it my turn? <laughs> 
Okay, you guys know about the Colorado Exos? They're now the American Raptors at Infinity Park. Yes, the Colorado rugby team has rebranded again, but this one is here to stay. This rugby club composed of crossover athletes ended their first season at five and five. We've been telling you guys all about this experiment. It's pretty awesome, actually. The American Raptors are comprised, they comprise rather athletes who have competed at the highest level of their respective sports coming from backgrounds and all over the place. Football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, track and field, badminton. I lied about one of those. These athletes possess all the necessary skills to, at, uh, to excel at the game of rugby. And they're doing it. They're trying it. And I think it's really cool. What's the best thing about hitting up an American Raptors game? They're free. Did you hit free? Head what? over to AmericanRaptors.com and grab your free ticket for this upcoming season. If you can't make the game, AmericanRaptors.com will be streaming all of them from their websites. Check it out. If you're trying to get into rugby, trying to learn more, might I point you in the direction of Colton Strickler and the DNVR Rugby Podcast, part of the DNVR Network, of course. Check them out. And I'm sure there's more than one read at this point. It's you're, the you're, second you're, one. You're a grizzled vet at this point. You, uh, your, your intuition I can't is... wait to bet money on the Broncos. Where am I going to bet money? You could go oh, to DraftKings, America's Top... <laughs> Strava Craft Coffee, now taking bets. Uh, no. DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app and an official sports betting partner of the NFL is kicking off another week of action by giving all new customers a can't-miss offer. Say it along with me at home. I know you know. If you bet just $1, $1 on get... any football game this week, you receive... $150. In free bets instantly, no matter what. In this football season, all customers can swing big at DraftKings with same game parlays. You've been clamoring for them. DraftKings has been listening. Now they're available. It's safe, secure, reliable. And the best part, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. That's the point here, right? You're not. It's not just fun. Like, make sure make sure your jap your sportsbook is giving you your money yeah, when you yeah. ask them for it. Get that get that cheddar. It I seems like, like an essential feature that some of them are lacking it. So. Yeah, that, that was more like uh, from the dark ages, but yes, you're right. Yeah. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR to receive $150 in free bets instantly when you place a $1 bet on any football game. One more time, that's promo code DNVR to get $150 in free bets instantly. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Must be a 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Zero, fellas. I had myself a fat pot of Strava Craft coffee this morning. What? Wow. It was awesome because I feel caffeinated, but I don't feel jittery. Mm. That edge isn't there. That's because Strava Craft coffee is CBD infused. Yeah, infused. Yes. Infused coffee. Infused. Uh, that's the word. Uh, that means there's CBD in it. For those of you who <laughs> didn't go to college, um, you can get uh, 25% off with code DNVR25. You can also get 20% off every single shipment when you sign up for their subscription service. Choose when it comes to you every two, four, six, eight weeks. Sorry for people who are OCD about odd numbers. Can't do it. Nope. Not, not an option. Not available. Remember, purchase online for 25% off using code DNBR25. All right. Welcome back to the DNBA show presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNBR when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. PJ Dozier spoke today, guys. Um, I'll, I'll get to him next because he's probably, you know, he's going to have the biggest role on the team out of him, Marcus Howard and Peter Cornelly, the, the other two guys. Who That's debatable, today. but all right. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest takeaway I had from what PJ Dozier had to say today, he just started playing five on five again mm. and practicing with contact. Really? PJ Dozier, before he got back into Denver, which has been, you know, over the last couple of weeks when all these guys have gotten back. He had not played a game of five-on-five, five, he said, since 
the Laker game at the end of the regular season wow. when he got hurt. What happened? Was it a calf strain? It was an adductor strain. Adductor, that's right. An adductor strain. Right. There was like a we had a, a whole uh, spate. We of know all about adductor the adductor strain. here. We know, Denver. yeah, abductor, adductor, strain, strain, strain. Yes, the adductor that. is in the upper thigh oh. region of the leg milform corner the inner thigh region of the leg <laughs> oh, oh, oh my I've, I've got a funny crossover <laughs> manscaped adductor story that's, oh, for, no. that's for tomorrow that's oh, for tomorrow no. yeah but um i don't know that that was surprising to me um i thought you know he would have sure. somewhat of a normal off season or at least a normal month or two before a training camp oh, but dude I, I was thinking he was gonna come back into the playoffs <laughs> right. Turns out I was. This turns out yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, this is a sign that he was nowhere close to coming back. Yeah, yeah, jeez. Yeah, but that Lakers game was May third. So June, July, August, September. Pretty much four months. Wow, that's terrifying. Actually, yeah. Do you think that it would be like if it was in the season, he would have probably pushed it more, or like I wonder if this was just like. I'm going to heal and I'm going to heal, heal. And it is the off season. I, I yeah. think a lot of it was probably yeah. that. Yeah. You know, he's, he's not trying to get back for a playoff push or anything. He's going to take as much time as he needs to, because look, PJ Dozier knows this. Um, he's in a contract year. Yeah. He's going to have the biggest role he's had on this team so far. He's going to have the biggest role he's had in his entire NBA career so far. So this is a huge season for yeah, him. Right. So I, I think that's a good point. He probably made it, you know, a point not to rush it at all. Totally. It's a great point. And along those lines, you know, a reminder for us up front, and everyone's going to have such expectations for PJ. And I think depending on your perspective on this team, a lot of that second unit success is contingent upon his improvement may not be there when that season first starts. That's a really lengthy time away from the game. Yeah. So if he struggles out of the gate, important to think back to this quote and say, Hey man, he's he's literally not in game shape yet. Yeah, I mean we've got two weeks until less than two weeks until a preseason game. Right. Um, we've got less than a month until the regular season. I feel like you can get into game shape in two weeks though, but without games, two weeks yeah. of games, sure. Yeah, I mean, but we'll get into the preseason. Like I, I I don't think it's when I mean I don't know anytime I've just noticed when players come back from long injuries like two weeks is the benchmark for when mm -hmm. you can expect them to start to really start to, to show signs of their old self mm -hmm. pre-injury I mean we'll see Dr. D-Line yeah. checking in oh at your service <laughs> by the way that's every injury <laughs> Doesn't yeah. matter what you. Well, I, I just I, I get what you're saying. I yeah, you're because saying. it's not the it's not about the injury. That's like that's what it takes to just get back the, into game in shape. shape. Sure, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. But but I do think there's a difference between two weeks of training camp preseason action. You know, I mean, you're not wrong. I, I just I just think that there's still time. Is sure, all, is sure, 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 sure. He talked today. PJ did like he's going to be ready to go. So I, I think we've got to assume he is. But um, probably get more word on that and you know how much he's practicing and whatnot. If he's a full go. Uh, next week at training camp. Uh, the other interesting thing I thought PJ Dozier said was he was just talking about um, how it was very notable how Nicole was back early and at Red Rocks and work in and in the gym, first one and last one out. And this just kind of drills home the point that I think Nicola setting the tone like yeah. he has this offseason has really rubbed off on his teammates. I think they've really looked at him and said, wow, <laughs> this guy did everything last season 
and it was the best player in the league, was the MVP, and he's coming in like he's a rookie, just grinding. Like, um, oh my god, who said it yesterday? Grinding for that next contract, Bones, right? Bones. Yeah, Bones, he's grinding for that next contract. I just feel like it's really rubbed off on these guys. Definitely. Yeah. <sighs> just um, if we can stop talking for a little while, I just want to go into this this fan this day fantasy I'm having about Nikola Jokic becoming even better than he was last year, and becoming more committed to basketball and what scoring in the 30s. Like, what is he going to do? It's so funny. We talk about his teammates being so excited for this season, and obviously they're all confident in themselves and each other, but a lot of what I hear are the teammates of an MVP, right, who are, yeah. oh, he's back. We see him in the gym. He's ready to go. They're going to feel, as they should, like any night that that dude's on the court, they have a chance to win. Totally. Somewhat ironic, Jokic is like, yeah, well, my wife couldn't travel. The offseason was short. I don't know, don't know if I want to be here. The last part's a paraphrase, <laughs> but... um. And I am joking, but it is, I do think even, even if he's not necessarily in this like, you know, rah, rah mood, it's galvanizing the guys all the same. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's classic lead by lead example. By example. Yeah. And, uh, me oh my, my heart, my heart is ready to fall in line. Nicole, you just let me know when and where. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any other takeaways from anything PJ said, or do you want to go to Peter and Marcus? Um, oh, just, I actually, Dozier's, I think been saying, some of the same things for about two, three seasons, ready to guard multiple positions, ready yeah. to focus on defense, do what this team needs for me. So yeah, I don't, I think the most notable thing is his timeline of recovery. Do, do, I think Dozier's head is where it's been, you know, I mean, he probably recognizes this as a big opportunity. Oh yeah. I, I think he really knows that this is his opportunity. You know, obviously the best opportunity he's had to really showcase his game. And like I said, he's in a contract year, So I think he'll be, He'll, he'll be pushing, you know, to have as good of a year as he can. Marcus Howard and Peter Cornelie. Um, PC. Yeah, the two two-way guys. Marcus Howard, he had a couple interesting things here. Um, he said he'd be definitely open to playing in the G League. Uh, he, he says he knows the type of player that he is and what he can bring, and, but he's totally cool with whatever vision the team has for him. Uh, he's going to work his butt off wherever he's playing. Um, he said he learned the importance of being ready in the playoffs last year, going up against two elite backcourts in Portland uh, and the Phoenix Suns. He said he learned that, you know, you can never take a playoff in those situations, that those habits are built in the regular season. So I really feel like what he went through last year is going to help him going forward. Um, he also noted how Aaron Gordon is making his presence felt in the gym. And he, another note on Marcus, I was talking to somebody yesterday and they said two guys um, in particular have really stood out in these first couple of practices. One was Bones Highland. Another was Marcus Howard. Yep. I've heard Marcus Howard has looked very good early on. He's put on a lot of muscle. He's stronger. Um, I really think a normal offseason has done him well. Remember, when he went undrafted and signed with Denver last summer, he didn't really have an offseason. But... I think we're going to see, you know, some more Marcus Howard this year. I've heard he's looked good. That's encouraging. I mean, it, a real missed opportunity oh, at Summer League. You know, God. we 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 do a good job, I think, of stopping to acknowledge not not the stuff that happens in the superstar tier of NBA players, but the dream coming true, right? The precarious nature, 
of this journey for most of the guys in Marcus's position. And he acknowledged how, how disappointing it was to miss that summer league. Um, you know, that would look, he could have auditioned for a full-time spot, if not in Denver elsewhere. So it's true. Although I, I, I mean, you're not, you're absolutely not wrong, but also like, Summer league, like, did I mean? <laughs> I know. Back, as it, as it back turns now, out, can we like, tur- can we pull anything from Southern League no, yeah, yeah. other than Bones Highland is Damian Lillard? That's you're one hundred percent right. But uh, the, the point being is that you're talking about a guy that has had almost no opportunities. Any opportunity is a big deal for him. We saw the one thing that he has going for him is that we saw him actually play in the NBA playoffs for sure. I'll play well in the NBA. One hundred percent. I'm just saying. Like after they drafted Bones, his place back in Denver was on a two way. You're right. If he goes and he plays well in summer league, he doesn't necessarily. Maybe he has choices. In this in this circumstance, it didn't seem like he had a ton of choices. Um, and he also talked about being in Denver all summer, which I found noteworthy because yeah. you know this actual deal didn't go down till a little later. So it sounds like Marcus was prepared, you know, for for this reality given the way things went with his summer. Um, and I'm sure he'll look great in the G League if he gets real minutes yeah. in real life. I don't oh, think he's going to start like the season in the rotation or anything, but I bet he'll get maybe some spot minutes here and there, you know, if injuries of course come up or if you know it's just that type of game. But yeah, he'll get buckets in, in oh, the G League. I'm like going to watch it. I'm looking forward to it. We pred- we all predicted last year he would score like 100 points in the G League. Game. <laughs> like, we're all very convinced yes. that Marcus Howard, what again, one of the greatest shooters in the history of the NCAA yeah. could be could Actually. translate that skill into a G League game. So yeah. yes. Marcus also was talking about who's impressed him in these open runs and he I think he only said one name in particular. He said Aaron Gordon Really? Is making his presence felt in the gym. That's mm. a direct quote. Like, love to hear it. Like, is this like a hair thing? Or I was thinking he's just like playing his rap songs on the speakers. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm he's here. Like, Aaron's here. Mr. Gonna... <laughs> 50 in the house. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm going to be at the snack bar. <laughs> here, you guys play today. No, I bet it means he's dunking the shit out I of him. Yeah, that's, that's actually exactly my first. It. I got to say, like, getting Aaron Gordon, the thing I've been most disappointed by is his dunking. Yeah, right. It's been like, like really underwhelming. It's been like very workmanlike. It's been like not even that consistent. We get like more floaters than dunks out Dude, of him. Underrated storyline of the first couple months of this season is Gordon in a different stage of his athleticism. He's only twenty five, or was he hurting a little bit last I don't year? Know. I'm very eager to find out because I know it's all the dirty work. That's why he's here. We think he can do it. I also still want to see him Dude, dump I want a 50. the life I want a out of game me. time 50. Just like destroy Not a 49. someone. Yeah. I'll take a 49. I don't care. Like we got in straight 30s, 35, 31. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah should, we had D-Wade judging these uh, dunks. <laughs> it should be a thing by the end of the year that Nuggets fans have um, like nine out of 10 signs. Oh and they my hold God. it up yes. every time he dunks. Ooh. Like semi-ironically because of don't course. Don't give them ideas like that. That's oh. our. Dude, trademarked. <laughs> yeah. That was all right. DNVR did it. <laughs> the last thing I want to talk about before we get out of here, Peter Cornelly. First time we've heard from Peter Cornelly in like four years. I cannot man. believe I'm really excited about no, Peter No, I Cornelly. refuse to believe this is a real person after no. our Greg Whittington. No, no, no. There's no. a difference. Peter's real. We've seen Peter. There is a difference. We watched Peter Cornelly play in Summer League multiple years, and he was so he so was soft. awful. He was the like in the second year. I was like, "This is the softest man I've ever seen play basketball," <laughs> and I've seen me play basketball. Um, 
And so I'm so curious as to what has happened between now and then. He was drafted alongside Jamal and Wancho and uh, Malik. And since then, like, I mean, he just seemed like it was going to be like another Quincy Miller. These guys that you, they crop another Tyler Lydon, frankly. Um, I cannot believe we're bringing Peter Cornelie back, which makes me think like he's had major real improvement. So I'm dying to see. Well, he has. Yeah. Because yeah. he doubled his scoring average last year from I'm 7 to 5. Dying to see what game. it looks like. And he was kind of asked about it and he pretty much just said, "Yeah, I got better. I played better, but my whole mentality changed. Like I just worked harder. I just refocused myself." So, it seems like something clicked for him and he's not the same guy he was at Summer League. When you last saw him play, okay. That if it is, that's going to be very disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> if it's just the same guy, I'm like, my god. How yeah. old is Peter at this point? I'm looking it up. Right I'm now. gonna say 23. I feel like you looked that up this morning. He's 26, so oh. you didn't. You didn't right? <laughs> clearly, or you forgot after you cheated. I didn't look it up. Um, but yeah, if you don't know about Peter Cornley, stretch five. Maybe stretch four because he's really skinny. He doesn't really have the muscle to play center in the NBA. Did he? Has he bulked up? Like, I mean, yes, because he's skinny now. But he was even skinnier. I know. Back in he 2016. Was, he was. He got pushed around by absolutely everybody. Yeah, he season. got pushed around by like Jimmer. He's listed <laughs> at uh, 6'11", well, 216. So, so I know yes. that he played on the French national team. Is it, I mean, is he now? Should we think of him more as a three-point specialist kind of player? Is he a yes, shooter? he's a specialist. Okay. I, I think if he carves out a role in the NBA, it's going to be as a three-point shooter. Okay. Pick and pop guy. Um, but I think he'll spend a lot of time in the G League also. I think he'd be open to that. So the the Marcus Howard to Peter Cornelie pick and pop could be deadly. I'm just so this is like the most <laughs> clipping that. <laughs> this is the most like Get interesting ready, Grand deve- Rapids. The most interesting development of the offseason to me is this is the resurrection of Peter Cornelly. Because you know that Tim Connolly loves love scouting international players and like bringing new guys into the fold. Mm-hmm. Faku, Greg Whittington, not foreign, but playing in a foreign place. You know that he always has his eyes on places all throughout the league, so you, or the world. So you gotta think like with all of that delicious candy out there, like Peter had to like really remind him, you know, like it, if you, you're thinking about like what is new and what could come next, you don't generally look back to the the guy that you had faith in that did not reward it at all. So, hey, are you really into sequels and trilogies? Because you're, you're, you're big on like uh, Ascension and uh, <laughs> Resurrection. Is this, are you talking about Alien again? <laughs> just anything. Yeah. You're a big fan of the, we're just talking the about second the, half kind of. Well, I'm, I'm, this, these are universal human themes. They've come from places like the Christ. Bible. There he is. Nice. There he is. Yeah. Peter Cornelly. Oh, are we like, getting off topic? <laughs> yeah, he does. He looks. He, he looks. He looks eight older. He looks like. Uh, like he's definitely seen some stuff. I like yeah. it. My he's other takeaway from what he had to say, Peter Cornelly. Very nice, very polite. Just seems like oh, a really yeah. good guy. I, mean, that, I feel like you could have guessed that about yeah. him as well. I don't like that he's not wearing his glasses, though. Hey, I'm going to lobby for it. I think, Peter, if you're listening. He is. And we know you are. <laughs> Once a month, 15-minute sure. bird uh, corner without him in studio. No jokes, no irony. Right, Just yes. 15 that, that minutes is, of... That is notable. No, not in studio, in field. In field. Oh, in field. You go, got the reserve. How neat is that? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just Adam and Peter sitting in the middle of a wettish, I would pay wettish so much marshland money. area, and each one just waits. They point it out, and then it's the first one to correctly identify, and then bonus points if you can recreate the song. Yes, on Peter Cornelly's Instagram, he revealed that he's a bird guy. So does he have a nickname? Um, it can't be Birdman. No, no, Kingfisher. He's a, no, he's, he's a Kingfisher. Oh, the Kingfisher? Guess the birdie posted. That's what someone on Twitter told me to go with Kingfisher. Oh, I love it. The first bird? Yeah. The first bird. Yeah. Kingfisher. Kingfisher. I like it. Um, excited to see what he can, dude, can do in Grand dude, Rapids. I cannot wait for the Kingfisher to hit the Rapids. <laughs> I, I like how Peter Cordelli is your biggest uh, like storyline of the office. Well, he was a Greg Whittington guy <laughs> last year. So. I just, I just, to me, it's like so, like intriguing because it's just. So, I just did it, of all of the scenarios, yeah, that I could have imagined to unfold between this off season. We're like worried about Jamal. Who are we gonna do? Peter Cornelli. The, the guy that we drafted years ago has Thank made you, a surprise reemergence. Yeah. I'm ready for it. All right. I'm ready that? too. By the way, guys, I know I was late, but we went like four minutes <laughs> over. Yo, so Jacob, you, got, you got a full hour of me anyway. You see what Jacob, he's got a super chat? Dem ankles. Ooh, <laughs> thanks, Jacob. Dude, Jacob's feeling it. Uh, he's feeling it. Got I'm, a lot of ankles out today. <laughs> All right. We got to get out of here. Kale's going to punch me in the face after this show. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Smash the like button if you can. Like, go like, Timberwolves. Tomorrow Timber with Wolf. another show recapping more Zoom conferences. Let's go. Talk to you then. It's time to make beef business your business because we're in business with the best in the beef business. Talking about that Wagyu beef, that blue collar beef, that damn good goodness. We're now serving it up at the DNVR bar. You notice we got a revamp menu. Any of those burgers you might order? Come to you from Hassel Cattle Company. And if you want that at home as well, Hassel's hooking you up with 10% off your entire purchase. Just use code DNVR10 at checkout. That's DNVR10 to save 10% off. I know, look, I, I can guess what you're thinking. I've already used code DNVR10. I've already saved 10% off at Hassel Cattle Company. We'll do it again because this code works every single time. Make sure to check out Hassel Cattle Company, the best in the beef business.